Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, Facebook trying to help, not hinder, this year's presidential election. New technology to help courts conduct remote trials, free IT training in Akron, and scream-free roller coasters in Japan. All this and more coming up. After being accused of helping the Russians disrupt the 2016 presidential election because they gave Cambridge Analytica access to data from millions of users without their knowledge or consent, now Facebook is back in the spotlight, this time with a new effort to help get voters registered in this year's presidential election. CBS News correspondent Pam Coulter has more. Facebook is offering a new resource for voters designed to make it easier for people to vote by mail and to limit the spread of disinformation about the election. Officials say the new Voting Information Center will be launched on Facebook and Instagram. Users will be able to register to vote, check voting information, and sign up as poll workers. Facebook already set a goal of registering more than 4 million voters ahead of Election Day. Pam Coulter, CBS News. Facebook isn't alone in trying to get people involved in taking part in the election. Actor Chris Evans, who plays superhero Captain America, is promoting a new website and app aimed at getting people to make educated choices. CBS correspondent Bill Rakoff tells us how. I can do this all day. Evans' civic engagement site, a starting point, features short videos from Republican and Democratic members of Congress and other U.S. politicians sharing perspectives on policy issues. With regular visits to Capitol Hill, Evans built the site over the course of two years alongside of a longtime friend. Evans says he hopes the site has a broader impact than his past tweets critical of President Trump. He says he hopes to keep the effort going long after the November election. Bill Rakoff, CBS News. Fitbit and other wearable devices might be able to help us track the spread of COVID-19. Jeff Colvin from Fortune Magazine has more. Dr. Eric Topol of the Scripps Research Institute has a plan for an early warning system that detects small COVID-19 outbreaks before they spread out of control. Instead of requiring people to take frequent coronavirus tests, which are expensive and slow, his system relies on anonymized data collected from thousands of volunteers wearing smartwatches and fitness trackers. The system has provided early warnings of small regional outbreaks by looking for a telltale symptom that's easy to spot, a rise in resting heart rates. Fitbit, Apple, Garmin, and others have donated devices for early studies and have helped spread the word by encouraging their customers to participate in the program. But with only about 40,000 participants, it's too small to provide strong warning signals nationwide. That would require at least hundreds of thousands. Germany quickly signed up more than half a million volunteers for a similar effort. Combined with other measures, it helped Germany get the epidemic under control and reduce cases from a peak of almost 7,000 daily in March to about 500 daily now. In the U.S., the device makers plus CVS and Walgreens have helped spread the word, but it hasn't been nearly enough yet. Anyone can sign up at the website that Scripps Research established. Inside Business, I'm Jeff Colvin for CBS News.
And the pandemic has had an extremely negative effect on the justice system nationwide. From the outsized numbers of prisoners and prison staff contracting the disease to the difficulty of safely conducting in-person court proceedings. Now, Summit County officials are planning to use $6.5 million in federal CARES Act funding to help them do remote hearings and trials online using Fairlawn's ultra-fast fiber network, Fairlawn Gig. Fairlawn Public Service Director Ernie Staten says the benefits extend beyond just providing extremely high-speed internet connections. This gives them the opportunity to connect each building to one network, keeping it secure, making sure that no one can get into that network. The security was a big piece to this. And when you have internet from different providers at different locations, that's a little bit of a chink in the armor. Some good news today for Akron area residents laid off because of the pandemic or just looking for a good job that can pay good wages with the prospect of even better money in the future. The Akron Urban League's Ignite program is providing free IT training. And even though the Urban League has traditionally been focused on the African-American community, the Ignite program is open to everybody, including senior citizens. Kimberly Lee tells us what it includes. A free uh, 10-week training and obtain their CompTIA A-plus certification. There is a part one and then there's a part two. All is paid for though through this program. So in order to enhance an individual's job skills, what we have done was to increase ongoing um, workforce development training, especially with COVID. We have moved towards doing these trainings online via Zoom and um, allowing them to kind of participate in application completion, better understanding of resume writing, interviewing techniques, cyber uh, professionalism, dressing for success, and then there's so much more to that. And when it comes to business, wouldn't it be great if you could just figure out exactly what your customers want without having to do a lot of expensive and time-consuming guesswork? Well, now you can, and in fact, you should, according to author Stefan Topke, who just wrote a new book called Experimentation Works, The Surprising Power of Business Experiments. The increasing use of experimentation, both in uh, physical spaces, such as retail, but also online, where companies nowadays are running tens of thousands of experiments live on people like you and me. You know, when you go, for example, on Amazon and you're buying something, you are actually part of an experimentation ecosystem. So while you're actually doing something on Amazon, Amazon is trying things on you. They're experimenting on you. Is this different than in the past? What's different is that for many companies, is the scale has increased dramatically. Companies, and by the way, it's not just Amazon, it's companies like Booking, Netflix. They're basically changing, for example, their landing pages, they're changing algorithms, they're changing all kinds of things. And the way they find out whether something works or doesn't work is by testing it on us, on, on users, because they kind of want to understand how people react to these changes. Didn't they always do that in the past? Many companies didn't, and then some companies did it, but at a very, very low scale. So this has been going up uh, quite dramatically, and it's a really sort of powerful tool for a company when you're sort of thinking about innovation. Often when you're trying to innovate and you're trying to come up with new ideas, say testing your business models or new designs and so forth, you don't actually know what works and what doesn't work, and the only way to find out is really to test it on you 
again, in the past, what often what companies have done, you know, they use sort of a best guess approach or they use their experience. And so now they have this really powerful tool sort of at sort of their disposal. So are they using some sort of special tools now, some sort of special computer or artificial intelligence kind of analysis to help them figure out their merchandising and sales strategies? Is that the point here? They're using special tools. You, in fact, you have to use sort of specially dedicated tools. They're using big data now, but there's a lot of data available. So the, the technical nature of doing this at a very high level of precision has been challenging. And so these new tools that are sort of available are helping uh, a great deal. That was author Stefan Tomke on his new book, Experimentation Works, The Surprising Power of Business Experiments. Speaking of experiments, they're doing one in Japan that's actually been working out pretty great, despite, well, some obvious challenges. As CBS News correspondent Brian Banmiller reports, amusement parks are asking thrill-seekers not to scream on their roller coasters. When Japan began opening its amusement parks during the pandemic, one of the guidelines was that people could not scream on the rides. Since masks could not be worn on some rides, they figured this would help keep some germs at bay. The idea met a lot of criticism, but then the promotional video was launched. In it, executives wearing suits and ties sit straight back in the roller coaster. With no smiles or any type of emotion, executives finish the ride without a sound. The slogan reads, Scream Inside Your Heart. The video has gone viral and been seen by people worldwide who call it great fun and the best description of 2020. To go along with the video, some parks are promising a reward to customers who can keep their screams quiet on their scariest rides. Amusement park owners say the campaign's working and people are staying quiet on the rides and coming to spend money. Everyone loves a good challenge. Brian Banmiller, CBS News. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net. <laughs>